into the arms of Davis. And a superior team all season long was a superior team tonight. And the Kentucky coronation is complete. Champions 2012. Benny Snell needs five yards to break Sonny Collins' career rushing record. They give it to Benny. Straight ahead. Ten. Five. Touchdown. And a rookie record for Benny Snell Jr. of Kentucky. The All Out Kentucky Podcast. Into the All Out Kentucky Podcast. Your home for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football programs. I am your host, A.J. Bradley, and I am joined, as always, by my brother and co-host, Sam Bradley. <clears throat> I apologize for a little bit of the raspiness in, in my voice, but been uh, been fighting some symptoms over here over the weekend, and uh, as I know a lot of people are around this time of year, but we are not opposed to a little adversity around around these uh these parts of town so we'll keep going and we'll have some fun and we'll uh get to all the action so september continues to roll on the first month of the college football season we have now had three weeks in the books and that would equal three wins for the kentucky wildcats It was a big homecoming on Saturday as Mark Stoops had his entire family, his siblings, mom, dad, the whole nine yards there to watch him and the Cats take on Youngstown State. Um, It was really cool to see them honor Mark and really just kind of show the appreciation that the university, the fan base, the students, everybody has for the job that he has done over uh, his tenure here in Kentucky, at Kentucky, um, as well as what he's doing right now in in um, the vision for the future and the work that's being put in to try to make that happen. Um, so really cool scene on Saturday. The Cats get their first shutout under head coach Mark Stoops. Um, so pretty electric um, as far as the defensive side of the ball goes, it's always great to get a shutout regardless of who the opponent is. Um, I mean, you really just saw the defense step up there and say, not not today, not in our house, which was, which was really cool to see. So with that being said, let's bring in Sam. And Sam, I'd like to get your biggest takeaways from the game, whether that be offensively, defensively, or anything else that you had in mind. So take it away. Yeah, thanks for bringing us in there, AJ. Uh, you know, it was a it was an exciting Saturday, despite obviously playing an inferior opponent of Youngstown State. Just the uh, the headline stories that were brought with the the opponent coming to the town in Youngstown was just very exciting. Um, you know, Mark Stoops definitely got some well deserved flowers after officially becoming UK's most winningest coach in program history. Uh, like you said, obviously a lot of family in town, and it was just great to see that he was celebrated. And more importantly, that we were able to focus in despite kind of some of the other underlining stories. You know, we still had to get that W on Saturday and we, we were able to do that very successfully. Uh, a 31 to nothing route of Youngstown State. I absolutely love that goose egg. I mean, like you said, AJ, it was hard to believe that that was our first shutout under head coach Mark Stoops and his tenure with this program. I, I was a bit shocked, but um, you know, playing in the SEC, obviously there's a, there's a lot of offensive power there. So 
at the end of the day, that does kind of make sense. But I'm really glad that they were able to accomplish that for Mark Stoops. It's a big win. I mean, a um, lot of key takeaways, in my opinion. There were some highs. There were some lows. Um, you know, despite having a goose egg put up against them. I mean, it's there's a lot of glaring issues, in my opinion, AJ. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to run us down after we start the season 3-0. and the Cats move up to number eight in the nation. I mean, there's not a lot to get upset about as a Kentucky Wildcats football fan. But if we want to set our eyes on the heights that Mark Stoops and this program know we can reach, um, you know, we really have to hone in on some of these miscues that we're, we're having and glaring issues. So, um, you know, I think my, my biggest takeaway, AJ, is that zero, um, you know, that is no easy accomplishment. It, it really isn't. That through through three weeks of play, the biggest surprise to me is how well our defense has played. I mean, really, it's jumping off the page at me. And I was kind of looking at some advanced stats the other day, and Kentucky currently ranks fourth in the nation on third down stop rate. It's it's incredible. I mean, when, when you're trying to win football games at the collegiate level, even at the NFL level, it doesn't matter, but your third down rate is extremely important. And to see the boys come up time and time again, ready for that challenge on third down, it, it's awesome. I mean, to rank number four in the entire nation in that advanced stat category is extremely impressive. And um, you know, a lot to do with what Brad White has been able to put out. You know, obviously we've been facing some injuries on the back end, um, some suspensions early on, and it's really just proven, and even more so in this last game, just our depth on the defensive end. I mean, even at the end, it was just really cool to see the guys kind of hone in and buy into the, the shutout because, you know, we obviously started putting in second, third strings, and, you know, they carried the weight, and they wore that proudly and the fact that they were going to shut them out and hold that zero up for Mark Stoops. Um, you know, so that was very awesome to see. I think that's my biggest takeaway so far is just that that defense is really impressing me. Um, that defensive line, especially like Deion Walker, I mean, they're emerging as an elite run-stop defense, and that's going to be vital in some of these critical games um, as we start heading into the chunk of – the SEC play on the other end, the offense, I think, you know, Mark Stoops and Will Levis were both kind of the first ones to say, despite putting up 31 points, they are not happy with how they played offensively. Um, You know, when we look at some of the numbers, there's goods and there's bads, you know, total yards. We had 480 yards of offense, AJ. Typically you look at that and that's going to be, a great opportunity to put yourself in to win a football game. However, we also had three turnovers. I hated that. I mean, Will Levis, you know, kind of forced it into some inopportune pockets at times throughout the game um, that, that I really didn't like to see, especially when we know we're playing an inferior opponent like Youngstown State we can move the ball down the field. And I know early on they actually showed pretty stout in their defensive effort and obviously no points scored in that first quarter. But I just feel like we were fortunate at times. Um, I would rather see Will Levis kind of try to go through his progressions a little more. I know we're, we've 
we're kind of nitpicking at, at this point, but I will say three turnovers against the Youngstown State defense is definitely a glaring issue at this point. And with that also being said, when we talk about the trenches, we have to talk the trenches on the other side of the ball. And when you look at some of the advanced numbers, UK has allowed the most QB sacks in the SEC thus far with 11 total. Um, you know, through three games, that's just showing me that we, we aren't doing our job in protecting Will Levis. Um, you know, some of that is self-inflicted with just how Levis is, is staying in the pocket and his internal clock. And I know you mentioned this actually the other day, AJ, in that you could see Will Levis's internal clock kind of starting to speed up because he's anticipating that our pocket's going to break down. Um, you know, over time, especially against more stout defenses that have great secondaries with athletes stacked in the backfield, um, I mean, that's that's a concern because that's when Will Levis is going to try to process too quickly and he's going to make glaring mistakes. So those are kind of my, my key takeaways. But realistically, AJ, I think there was no better place to start than our defensive performance. Um, you know, even when you really started seeing Youngstown State drive the football down the field on us and it almost seemed like they were going to score a touchdown in that third quarter. Um, you know, we bended and we did not break. And that's what you absolutely love to see. Even if they would have had to have settled for a field goal, that would have been great to see that we're not going to break. Um, but realistically putting up that, that zero against them is awesome. And that's my biggest takeaway. And Sam, I think you brought up a lot of, a lot of good points. Um, and, you know, I have a lot to say about the offense, but we will get there. We we will get there, I promise. Um, but I, I would like to start with um, what we saw as our positive, and obviously that was the defensive side of the ball. Um, so clearly a zero on the scoreboard. Um, so I kind of wanted to break it down on how we got there and what were the good things that our defense did specifically in order to put us in a position to be able to pitch a shutout. Um, beginning of the game, I thought really what it was, um, you know, our offense was able to pin them down and to some poor field position. Um, and as you said, defensive line, I thought played, played well from the beginning to the end of the game. Um, so to start that game stout being able to stuff the run, um, really that, you know, they didn't have much offense at the beginning of the game. Couldn't really complete a pass, really struggling to move the ball. Um, and, and we needed that because our offense was struggling to move the ball a little bit to start the game. Um, so to see the defense kind of right away say, okay, we got you pinned back. We're not going to let up some play over our head, some bogus penalty, something like that, extend their drive, able for them to get points, anything like that, and kind of kick the game off that way. So um, really good to see us kind of start there um, from the first possession onwards. I thought it was good to see us stop the run. Obviously, we're playing an inferior opponent, um, but at the same time, allowing 2.6 yards per rush is, is really good. Um, and that kind of leads me into with talking about the defensive line, um, something that was really prevalent in this game and I think was awesome to see um, because of the score and the way things were going. And even before the score got a little bit more out of hand, um, you saw the rotation of the defensive line. 
um, a lot of guys coming in and out of the game and just building that depth along that line is only going to help us as we continue to progress throughout the season. Um, you're seeing Dion Walker kind of grow up right in front of your own eyes, starting to make some big plays. I mean, he is a massive human being. So seeing him being able to kind of take the things that he's learning, apply them out there and go out there and really make a difference is, is awesome because, you know, that's a young guy and he's going to continue to grow and get better as time progresses. So um, really cool to see that. Octavius Oxendine, I still, I want more out of him. I really do. I really want more out of him. I just think that um, he can be an extreme difference maker on that defensive line. I thought he played pretty well um, on Saturday. I just, I continue to want more from him and I hope the coaches continue to push him to get more out of him. Um, but overall, like I said, um, a lot of depth along that defensive line, a lot of guys getting playing time, being able to rotate in and out. Um, and with some of the high, high powered offenses and different things of that nature that we're going to face in the, in the latter part of our schedule, it's going to be really key to be able to rotate those guys in and out because, you know, We've all seen it a lot of times, and a lot of people don't even really notice it, but um, second half, long drives that you'll see going on, you can't if the defense can't get subbed in and out because the offense is moving too quickly, you can really start to see a defensive line kind of wear down. And so being able to keep those guys fresh and ready to go and being able to get after the quarterback all game long is, is a huge key going forward. So um, first half, great really no no mistakes they didn't move the ball um overall pass defense very good crenshaw only threw for 134 yards he only completed seven out of his 20 passes um something right around five to six intended air yards every pass which for a quarterback you'd like to see a lot farther down the field we kept a lot of things in front really made it difficult on him um so that that was really cool to see we came out the second half, and the defense was asleep for a play or two. Um, and you get that big chunk play off the screen pass, and you know you fall asleep there for a minute. And then what happens? They push the ball the way down into the red zone, and Carrington Valentine comes up with a huge play to get the interception to not allow them to get points on the board. And uh, I wanted to talk about that real quick just because Listening to the coaches after the game uh, talk about Valentine um, specifically, they just kept talking about how competitive he's been and how he's really been pushing everyone to get better in practice and, and in the games and really just playing his role and maximizing it and really continuing to progress, which is what you love to see in, in that that competitive spirit in him. You know, he got the he got the penalty on him before and then what does he do he comes right back and he makes the, the the play in the end zone to get the the interception so those are the things i like to see as far as coaches are challenging players and they're stepping up in moments even after they make mistakes you know what did what did mark stoop say last week about will levis you we got to find a way to get him to continue to play where the it's the next play. The last one does not matter whatsoever. You wipe it from your memory and you focus back on what, what the task is at hand on the next play. So um, to see that mentality and that happening throughout the, the defense, um, even when guys do make some mistakes, um, 
the next play, they're more buttoned up. Um, so I'm continuing to see our defense progress. It, it's it's been fun to watch, really. The, the secondary is starting to come along. You've got some. You're starting to build some depth there. Uh, the linebacker play has been really has been really stout. The one thing I did want to point out was, obviously, JJ Weaver left the game. Um, going to have to monitor that situation. I think they're being more cautious than anything in a game like that because it's not 100% necessary to have him out there, chance to get some of the other guys in. Um, so we'll just have to monitor that situation and see how he is going forward. Um, but if there are injuries, which you know there will be over the course of the season, depth, and that's something you brought up and I will continue to talk about, but um, – as we watch these games and we see, uh, especially these first few weeks outside of the Florida game with playing some teams where um, you can get some guys in the game who may not be um, in the game for a ton of plays, but at least they're getting reps and, and getting out there and building that um, game flow and everything like that. So, um, yeah, continue to build that depth, continue to build these guys up, and that way anybody can step up in any situation. So. That's kind of what I had on the defense, Sam, if you wanted to add anything else. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, you mentioned it, but J.J. Weaver has been considered week to week by uh, Mark Stoops and the rest of the staff. Uh, like you said, they're probably taking a, a cautious approach, especially with uh, you know next week's opponent. But he did not make the depth chart, so he will likely be out on um, this upcoming Saturday's game. Which means, you know, he'll get some much-needed rest um, leading up to a big SEC opponent the following week. But we won't even mention that because, obviously, we got to take this one week at a time. But So we will be officially down J.J. Weaver. Um, you know, I, I think you, you spearheaded that nicely. It, it is realistically about the depth. And, um, you know, this upcoming week will be another great opportunity to let our defense uh you know, get some more exposure and really prep for the gauntlet of SEC play that is shortly coming after Saturday's game. So, um, no, I, I really liked what you, you had to say. I think it really is time to, to kind of dive into this Wildcats offense, if you will. Um, you know, I guess I'll, I'll start by asking the question, AJ, to you. What stood out to you? Um, were you satisfied and maybe give me a grade as far as what you thought that offense looked like on Saturday? Okay. Um, oh man, there's kind of a lot to unpack here in my mind. So, um, a grade, you know, I would give it something along the lines of like a C a C to a C plus, something like that. Um, and that's being a little generous. Um, my biggest takeaway, I guess, I guess I really had two, um, because one was just extremely glaring, and the other is still a glaring issue, but can be rectified. At least I hope. Um, and so the first is the run game. Very concerning to me about our run game, and I get it. Chris Rodriguez is is not in there right now, and you know Tayshon Manning out on the offensive line on Saturday, so a lot of guys kind of rotating through there. Some guys playing some positions they may not be entirely used to. So clearly, you can see the coaching staff is 
is obviously working and trying to figure out this offensive line and have them grow together. Um, and that's an entire issue in itself. But I just want to talk strictly about the run game um, because to me, a lot of it, and this is just my personal opinion, but a lot of it could just comes down to effort and, and, and toughness and will because we we pushed Florida around in the second half and we ran the ball effectively. And so the fact that you're not running the ball for any effectiveness whatsoever against a team like Youngstown State is it, it's troubling to me to, to you know and so that's something that I think needs to really 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 um be fixed because I think that is causing a ton of issues for our offense in general which we can get into um but that would be my first biggest takeaway Sam and then my second would be the fumbles and I know we only four or five times on the ground like good lord that cannot happen ever I don't care who you're playing you cannot put the ball on the deck that many times and Mark Stoops even talked about it after the game and he said that is just unacceptable and that's it's fixable but it's unacceptable and you're you know, I understand there was a lot more at play than just a football game on Saturday and coming off a huge win and, and all of that, and we kind of touched on that a little bit. So I don't think I was expecting Kentucky to be 100% buttoned up. I expected maybe a few mistakes, um, but the amount of mistakes and sloppiness uh, from our offense was really quite concerning to me um, because... You know, and I, I'm not trying to make this sound like we're doom and gloom and we're, you know, we're still scoring the ball. We're still moving the ball. We're doing a lot of good things. Um, it's just these things are going to get magnified in bigger games. And we both know that. So um, being able to stop these things now and get them fixed and rectified before we get into the meat and potatoes of our schedule is absolutely key, I think. And so the coaching staff is working on it. But I need to see more on the field. I need to see that continued progress. And it's like we saw it in the Florida game, and we started to get a little bit excited about it. And then I felt like we just kind of took a couple steps back against Youngstown State. So um, I'll I'll leave it to you at this point, Sam, and kind of let you chime in. But those were my biggest takeaways as far as our offense goes. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Ball security was a glaring issue for me. I mean, we mentioned it earlier. Obviously, that was both um, – you know, Will Levis's two picks as well as, you know, there was only one official force fumble, but like you said, the ball was on the deck multiple times throughout that Saturday. Um, and, and that's what jumps out to me is, is realistically that ball security. We have to protect that football when we have it in our hands offensively. Number one goal, you can't give it up. Um, you know, thankfully, despite Youngstown state actually having a couple of times, um, receiving the ball, off of a forced fumble or a turnover from Will Levis in rather favorable field position, they weren't able to obviously execute, um, you know, against some better opponents down the road. Like you said, those glaring issues become magnified because they are going to make you suffer. That's what good teams do when they get the ball in good field position. So um, that definitely jumped off the page. And like you said, AJ, mean you are not sitting here trying to drag down the fact that the cats are the number eight overall team in the nation and we're three and zero, and look at all these issues left and right that's not what we're trying to do 
if we want to do what we think we can, we have to pay attention to these details. And that's what Mark Stoops has been saying since week one. It's attention to detail, attention to detail. So this is our opportunity. We got one more game where you're not playing a top 25 opponent. I'm not saying it's cakewalk, but it's an opportunity to fix some of these issues. And I, I absolutely think that's what's got to get done, um, especially when we're talking offensively. We need to hone in on the things that we're doing well. Obviously, like you said, AJ, the rushing attack, it's not necessarily um, our best asset at the moment. And we can say, well, we just got to wait for Chris. We just got to wait for Chris. But if the holes aren't there, Chris can't run. Um, you know, so that really does start with kind of the mentality, like you were saying. I know we're shuffling around the offensive line right now, and we're trying to find our rhythm. But like you also did allude to, that second half of Florida, we clearly proved. And there was glimpses on Saturday's game against Youngtown State that we clearly showed that we're the inferior team and that we can rush the ball on them. Um, you know, we, we ended up with over 100 yards rushing. Kavase Smoke obviously gets one on the ground for us, which was exciting. But still, between our two main backs right now, LaBelle Wright and Kavase Smoke, they combined for 87 yards on the ground. I, I'd really like to see them, obviously, just them two alone combine for, um, you know, at least over 100 yards rushing. And that's where I, I totally agree with you. That's definitely a glaring concern of mine. But um, that that has to get fixed this upcoming week. I think for me, AJ, on the other end of the spectrum, I really do like the way we move the ball through the air. I mean, our biggest bright spot to me right now, AJ, is freshman wide receiver Dan Key. I mean, this kid is jumping off the page at us right now, and he's coming to be a star early. I mean, he's got 13 catches for 226 yards and three touchdowns through three games. That, my friends, is incredible. There has only been one other freshman in the Mark Stoops era at the University of Kentucky that has even had three touchdowns as a freshman. Dan Key did it in three games. We have an incredible athlete on our hands that we really have to lean into. And clearly, Will Levis, we know, we've talked about it. He's got the intangibles. He's got the arm. This is just one more thing that we really need to focus on on this offense is – getting the ball in the hands of our playmakers. And like you said, AJ, whether it be on the run or through the air, we have to protect that football. We cannot be giving it away with, you know, a cherry on top waiting for these teams to execute on, on us defensively. So um, th those were my big things. So you brought up uh, Danky and uh, my biggest positive overall from the offense from Saturday and I guess in, in general um, through the first three weeks of the season um, I'll go a step further not just him the whole receiver group and I'll put the tight ends in there as well because um, the amount of weapons that Levis has at his disposal um, guys being able to create separation beat one-on-one -on -one matchups find the holes in the zone um, it's really been impressive. I, I, I really think it has been impressive just to see. I mean, you even look at Saturday. We had 10 different receivers with a catch. Six of them had at least had multiple catches, so two or more. And then three of them, our top three guys, all had, I think, six catches, five to six catches. Um, yeah. So the, the ball distribution, the, the 
it's really good to see your offense be able to move the ball to different people, take advantage of the matchups that are there, not being able, not forcing the ball to a specific player and having to rely on them time after time to win their matchup to get them the ball. Um, so that is something that I've I have really been impressed with, and and obviously we have a quarterback in Will Levis who is extremely good at getting the ball and distributing it out to the different receivers and finding the open man. And um, you kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, how you wanted to see him go through his progressions a little bit more. I I thought he he did a good job um, and does a good job with that. Um, You know, the first interception he threw, personally, you know, it wasn't the worst throw in the world. I didn't think it was a terrible read. The defender kind of bumped Barry and Brown off his route and was able to jump in front of him. I'd like to see Brown be a little bit more physical and tough and not let that guy jump inside on that. But he's, he's, he's a young guy. So, um, you work with those sorts of things. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. You throw the interception down there, something like it's going to happen from time to time, but, um, the distribution you got to love. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, but I do agree with you also. And the fact that Barry and Brown, I mean, we're in the red zone. You got to bear down, and you got to be physical, and you got to expect that because a lot of the the refereeing within the red zone, you know, it, I'm not saying it's lackadaisical, but they're going to let a little more physicality happen down there because there's less room to work with. Um, so you know, you got to expect that, and that that's the attention to detail piece of it, where especially ball security, like both of those to me, AJ follow under the same umbrella, where you're coming off a huge win at Florida, and I'm not saying that we were lax or that we underperformed i mean we played well we won 31 to nothing but things like that aj are that attention to detail where maybe coming off of a loss i'll give these boys some grace because they probably weren't you know doing it day in and day out for the week after florida leading up to youngstown state but in my opinion you know four fumbles it was uh lavelle wright will levis dan key um contributing to those four fumbles obviously three of them we got back but that that's that's inexcusable. That's attention to detail. That's ball security. Um, and we've got to clean that up if we want to progress through the season. Yeah. So I wanted to touch on one more thing with the receivers. Um, young guys obviously got a little bit of a chance to play. Um, I, I listened to Mark Stoops post game uh, press conference, kind of talked about them a little bit as well, but um, Demarcus Harris, uh, 58-yard reception, which was which was really cool to see. Um, and then Chris Lewis with the uh, touchdown in the goal-to-go situation. Um, Will Levis trusting him, throwing the back the back shoulder fade, and it was a beautiful pass and nice catch. And um, so getting those young guys those reps and continuing to progress. I mean, obviously the coaching staff sees what they're doing in practice every day. And Mark even talked about it. He said these guys are are guys that can that can contribute to what we're doing this season. Maybe not on a full scale level, but these reps that they're getting earlier in the season and these big chunk plays that they made is building their confidence and, and continuing to get them more comfortable and comfortable within this offense. And so it's really good to see that sort of thing going on in those games. You get some young guys in, they're able to step up, make some plays. Um, So those are all some really positive things that are going on within the offense. Um, but there is one more thing I would like to talk to you about, Sam. Um, and I, I brought up the run game earlier, and the reason I brought that up 
um, is because that is tied with our offensive line. And then that rolls to me over into what we talked about with Will Levis and his internal clock being sped up and some of the turnovers and mistakes that are happening. Um, And, I mean, you watch the game and you can just kind of see it in him. There's, at the beginning of the game, he will sit back there and pick apart the defense and, you know, he got sacked a few times at the beginning of the game. It's not like he's trying to. He wanted to be able to get out. Just the way that the plays developed and stuff, he took a couple sacks. And then as the game goes on, you can kind of start to see him, you know, a half a second, a second earlier, release the ball. And that's when you get the the throw over the middle that sails a yard too high and right into the defender's hands. And, you know, you get a guy who's open and you throw the ball 10 yards short and into the dirt or, you know, five yards wide and stuff like that. And we need to make him more comfortable and we need to run the ball effectively because what he is best at is the play action pass. Okay. When we set the play action pass up, I really don't think there's many defenses in the country that can contain what we have going on out in the field. There's speed everywhere. Okay. Guys are getting open. It's and you have a quarterback who can deliver accurate passes. But the 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 sacks and the pressure on him has got to stop. It's got to stop. I am I'm getting angry watching him get sacked the way he is because our quarterback should not be getting hit that way. And I hope the offensive line really kind of takes that personal going forward and I understand there is a lot of moving parts up there, okay? But going forward this needs to be something that gets better because we cannot watch our quarterback get hit like this. He's going to get hurt if they keep letting him get hit like this. And I don't want to see that happen. I want to see him finish out the season. So, um, yeah, it's just an area of concern. And I think all of this is tied together. The run game, the offensive line, all these things. And if you can start to move the ball in the run game and kind of dominate that line of scrimmage on the offensive side of the ball, it is going to take that pressure off him. And even with all this pressure, he's still putting up yards and, and making passes and completing at a high rate and throwing touchdowns. And so, yep. so what I'm saying is, you know, I, I, like I said, a lot of what we're going at tonight, it, it may seem like we're down and trying to, you know, say negative things, but, but we're not at all. This, this, and, like Sam said, this is all off the expectation of us going out there and winning 10 or 11 or 12 games this year, okay, and doing something special. So when we talk about these things, it's relative to where we see ourselves going. So, yeah, we may have some hard critiques and things of that nature, but, you know, we see the work that's being put in. We see everything that's going on. And, you know, there are, like we said, there are a ton of positives. But we want to talk about these things that aren't going well so that you guys can pay attention to them and really understand what's going on out there. And hopefully we can progress in those areas. And because I'm telling you, you're going to see in some of these big games, there's going to be moments guys are going to get put into conflict out there on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And we're going to have to see how they respond to these sorts of things. So, um, and, you know, we've always responded well, even even when things aren't going well or even coming off a loss and things like that. So 
I have total faith in this coaching staff and in this team to be able to fix these sorts of things. Me and Sam just want to point them out and, you know, be transparent and maybe critical at times and we'll praise them when, when they deserve that. Um, but you know, we just want to be a little objective about this and, and not come on here and praise them for everything they're doing and try to make them sound like the greatest college football team to ever walk the face of the earth. So, Right. No, hundred percent. I agree with you, AJ. I think, um, you know, as critical as we may are, we just know that we've got a lot on our plate coming up and um, we're a great team looking to be even better. So, uh, you know, everything's going right so far though. I'd say, you know, we're three, and know, we're number eight in the country. We've got a team that is, getting better by the week, deeper by the week, and we're on the cusp. Uh, you know, great win, great win. Mark Stoops get another one under, under his belt to increase that all-time winning this record. Um, and, you know, Will Levis gets another one under his belt. And like you said, despite some of the issues, he still had a very efficient night. I mean, 27 for 35 for 377 yards and two oh, touchdowns. I that's, mean, that's, that's beautiful, dude. And, you know, beautiful. You, cut out just, some, you cut out the turnovers a few plays here and there. It's it's almost a perfect night for him. So, you, you know, we're exactly. nitpicking, okay? Yep, exactly. No, I, I totally agree. Um, but 3-0, that's all I got to say, man. We're 3-0. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you if you had anything else to add that you wanted to talk about as far as the game on Saturday, um, but I think we've touched on just about everything that we can touch on. Special teams, obviously, a little bit better this past week than in the Florida game, so that's a, a positive sign. You know, <laughs> We had talked about that, and, and, and Mark Stoops even said it. that He got asked a question in the post-game press conference about it, and he said, I mean... We've always been buttoned up on special teams. Sometimes things happen. You know what I mean? Guy gets a little amped up and, you know, he launches, <laughs> launches the ball 40 yards. So th- things happen. But, um, yeah, 3-0, man, number eight in the country. It, it's it's a fun time to be a Wildcat fan. And um, it's it's been cool to see those fans at Kroger Field just going absolutely nuts, supporting the team. And, um, yeah. We have Northern Illinois on the schedule for week four. And then, like you said, we will start our SEC play. So this is really our last chance to tune up, to get right, and uh, really then get a nice week of preparation going into that that Ole Miss game. Um, Just to look ahead real quick um, as far as that game goes, um, you know, I watched them play over the weekend. I thought their offense is, is quite talented. They can move the ball. Um, Lane Kiffin really did a good job hitting the transfer portal, building that team. They, they look, they look stout. So that's going to be a really tough test. Um, so like I said, we're going to have to really put a good week in this week, a good week next week and, and, and go into that game prepared. And I have all the faith in the world that we, we will show up to play that day. But with that being said, we will wrap things up for today. We will be back in a few days to preview the Northern Illinois game kind of break that whole thing down, um, do some fun things, talk about the the spread a little bit, you know, maybe some other games going on in college football. Um, I think you owe us two picks, AJ, from I do. AJ's pickups. I do, I do. Since we accidentally took the week off. Yes, so I, we weren't able to to get the uh, an episode out before the game. But um, so, yeah, unfortunately, if anybody – 
uh, was able to put my bet in of the Iowa under that cashed. So we're one and zero, which is a good thing. Or that's a good thing. Um, didn't didn't have one last week, so yeah, I'll have to come prepared this Saturday with two plays, um, and we'll have to make sure that they're good ones. Um, but speaking of good plays, uh, Kentucky was a good play on Saturday as they covered the spread and exceeded odds makers' expectations for the third week in a row, which you always love to see because we're playing the game against the opponent, but we're also playing the game against the sports book, and we are outplaying them right now. Amen to that. Good teams win, great teams cover. Absolutely, my friend. Well, Sam, with that being said, we'll like I said, we'll wrap up and uh, we'll get out of here. We'll be back in a few days. Appreciate the, the support. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, before we get out of here, again, you can follow the podcast on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at AO Kentucky Pod. You can also follow Sam on Twitter at SamBrad66, and you can follow me there as well at Andrew J. Bradley. Got some funny content. Like to tweet every once in a while, post the episodes on there, um, some different Kentucky related things. Um, but, you know, biggest thing, go on there. You can find us and find the podcast and uh, be able to share it with your friends and coworkers and all the Kentucky fans, you know, across the country. So we'll get out of here. I appreciate your time tonight, Sam and uh, good night. See y'all. There's only one thing left to say. Oh, C A T S cats, cats, cats.